And so, yes, here we are. Welcome. It's Drake Digital. It's Wes and Sid because uh, Drake is out today. So it's us. Yeah, happy happy Tuesday. We've we made it through Monday at least. Yay! I'll take uh, make <laughs> yeah. it through Monday. I'll take any win I can get, no matter how small at this point. So yeah, and the yeah. weather's going to be good this week too. It's going to be nice, so oh, that good. helps. Fire pit time. I'll take that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so. The, uh, so, so the only drawback at the moment is the trees are throwing out a lot of sex and it's making everyone's uh, noses and mouths and throats and eyes and heads miserable. Yeah, are you having issues? Because you kind of have allergies, right? I'm having some. I've got meds I take twice a day and they are propping me up uh, like a someone's hand up a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> that does. I don't know how that feels, Wesley. You'll have to talk about that off air. No. Um, yeah, no, I know a lot of people have, have issues. I somehow, even though my mom did and my brother does, somehow I do not have bad allergies. I've, they've gotten a little bit worse in the past like 10 years. But, you know, the poor, the rest of my family is just like, oh, my God, give me some nose spray. Oh, my God, give me some Allegra. Oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> You know, I feel, yeah, you're so, I feel for all of you. Feel for all of you. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I came from somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> Something. <laughs> oh, so we've got all kinds of stories to talk about. We've got healthy stuff. We've got techie stuff. We've got uh, weird news from uh, way out west and uh, bunches and bunches of other stuff. And, but the biggest news, what everyone is looking forward to, I'm sure, with just bated breath, is <laughs> the new King of England being coronated. Well, if you were to ask Drake, he would probably be like, yeah, I'm reading about it because he's all infatuated now <laughs> with the yeah. royals. Now that, he, now that he's reading um, One book. Harry's book, you know, One or maybe book. he read it, he's done with it. I don't <laughs> know, but isn't that completely. hilarious? That's, it yeah. is. <laughs> so uh, you've got a story about, we, we each stumbled upon stories, separate ones about this coronation and things going on with it. So what did you have for this? What's going on? Well, first of all, it's it's actually the celebration is going to last three days. The coronation is one day, but the celebration lasts three days. There's like a concert. There are all these parties that people have. You have to go through some kind of uh, hoops to, uh, I don't know, be involved in some kind of coronation. That's on a different, oh, sure. I had that they on a different website. They can't just let the but, peasants in, darling, don't you know? Right, right. But but people are doing private parties and public parties and events, but you have to have some kind of, not license, I don't even know what the word is, but there are already like 87 of this planned and 77 oh, of this so, planned. So they're like franchising the coronation celebrations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're, they're making, <laughs> like which is not, not dumb. Not dumb. Well, no, but, yeah. since they have to pay taxes now, I guess it's smart to get any revenue stream in that you can. Some kind of, yeah, and some kind of nods or bids or whatever to... Oh, look, oh, my best friend is having this. It's, this is going to be the most phenomenal party. You know, anyway, I don't know. But I've got the he, market cornered on spoons. I've got the market. Yeah, I've got the market cornered on the coronation. We're going to have this kind of drug. No. Uh, but anyway. Somebody but does. so, yeah. I <laughs> Did mean, you say oh, drugs? God. Yes. <laughs> I've got the official yeah, no, coronation ash. It's got his picture <laughs> on it. <laughs> we grew it special for this. Right. We've been planning for 30 years. We knew she um, was going to die eventually. <laughs> but um so apparently you know a big to-do happens it, so the big to-do is the ceremony may 6th which is so it so things are happening the 6th 7th and 8th so it's like saturday sunday monday which that's kind of backwards to me why didn't it friday saturday sunday but whatever mm. they they're off they're off more than we are anyway so i guess they can do that but his 
his the route <laughs> the route that he and Camilla are taking in the buggy, darling. No, it's not a buggy. It's it's actually really cush. The the route that they're taking is shorter than the route that his mom took in the fifties, and mm-hmm. obviously it's a way more cush uh, buggy, if you will. It's they're going to this this uh, story says roll out of Buckingham Palace <laughs> in the horse. <laughs> That's what it says. In the horse-drawn, gilded, sorry, gilded, black diamond jubilee state coach, darling, Mm -hmm. built for for Elizabeth's 60th anniversary. It has heat, AC, power windows, a suspension system that will be a lot more comfy than when his mother did it uh, way back when. They're only going to take a 1.3-mile route. She did a, like, 5-mile route. You know, to wave and flip the bird to everybody and say, hey, (laughs) uh, holla. Obviously, he realizes he is less popular than she was then. Yes, so that's probably why. So they are going to, uh, they're going to, the, still a lot of it is used for centuries. It's going to be part of the crowning of Mm -hmm. both Charles and Camilla, because, you know, she's going to be queen, not queen consort now, including five symbolic swords, which might pique your interest, Wesley. Uh, two scepters and the sovereign's ring of sapphire with a ruby cross set in diamonds. Camilla is going to wear Queen Mary's crown and hold a up oh, controversial scepter made of ivory because we don't want no ivory. We're well, killing the elephants. If, if it's if it's not <laughs> new ivory, they've got it anyway. They probably had it since the first Elizabeth was queen. They probably have, but the story brings it up. They do have, they have had a near total ban on dealing elephant ivory products, and Prince William has campaigned against illegal animal part trafficking. Right. That's good. Uh, But anyway, so this is going to all be, like I said, the 6th, 7th, and 8th in May, and there's uh, the, the, I guess, the... (laughs) The crown, which is the inspiration for the coronation emoji. Why do we have to have an emoji? Why not? Features, so, someone paid a license for it. I know. Features a four, What I don't know what four dash nine pound solid gold frame. Anyway, I don't know what that means. It's not 4.9. It's four dash nine. Set with rubies, amethysts, sapphires, garnets, topazes, and I don't know what this is. Tourmalines, T-O-U-R-M-A-L-I-N-E-S and has a purple velvet cap and an ermine band. I don't know if I said that right. It was worn by Elizabeth during her coronation and has been refitted for him, probably made bigger for his jug head, in the words of Drake. (laughs) Um, So anyway, this, uh, yeah, so she took, Queen Elizabeth took a five-mile route when they did this in 1953. Right. And they did like a circle somewhere. I don't know. I'm not going to read the map. But Charles and Camilla are going to go, out somewhere and then come back the way they came it but <laughs> but in a 200 but when they come back they're i guess they're changing buggies because they're going to be in a 260 year old well or is this a different one i'm not sure what this means they're going to be in a 260 year old carriage used in every coronation since william the fourth's in 1831 wow okay that's kind of cool that's that kind of cool. neat Maybe that I... coach that mm-hmm. coach weighs like eight, 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 eight hundred pounds and is pulled by eight horses and they can only go at a like a walking pace because it's because there ain't really? no suspension and it sucks. <laughs> oh, okay. basically is they what did, the rest of the story says. They didn't retrofit this one, too. It, no, right? I guess they thought, well, maybe we should, you know, kind of, you know, pay homage to 
what it used to be and not be in this freaking Tesla coach both ways. I don't so know. Gonna, we're going to take the cush one one way and the crappy one the other way. I, I think the old line <laughs> of kings would appreciate, you know, air conditioning and heat and suspension and missile Probably. launchers and those kind of things. Probably. But I guess if they still have a 260-year-old carriage that actually is going to roll, hey, let's just break it out. <laughs> just for good measure. Sure. It's only a mile. We can handle it. We can, you know, we can put the uh, pillows on the seats so our asses don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, so May 6th, 7th, and 8th, I'm sure it's going to be all over. I know the concert's going to be on, like, BBC. I don't know. The story that I found about that didn't say who's playing, but... Uh, They were having trouble finding people, so I hope they've got a roster of artists. uh, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Well, if uh, you're going to be watching King Charles III's coronation, this story says, why watch it alone when you can have the companionship of a teddy bear made just for the occasion? Oh, gosh. We were just talking (laughs) about how people bought licenses to make, I guess, anything and everything. One of those is the official teddy bear made by the famous Mary Thought Company, the home of the classic English teddy bear that I have never heard of before in my entire life. But this one, Charles, is the name of the teddy bear. Very creative because they can't call it Teddy because that's a U.S. president. Who hated being called Teddy, incidentally, but that's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, it's a limited edition bear. They're using the finest material, tawny mohair, uh, to perfectly complement the official King Charles III's metal ribbon sash, which is on the bear, along with 26 glass gemstones, velvet lining, uh, the king's cipher enameled badge, a replica of it, wow. not the actual one. And so he's got that metal and... It's going to be far more collectible than your average bear because, first of all, it cost either 199.50 pounds or 600 and something. I had two different stories with two different oh, prices, weird. so you can go to the website and look yourself, but do it yourself because uh, and quick because it's going to be limited to 200 made total. Hmm. I wonder who gets the money. Uh, the Mary thought gets the money, except. For 15%, they said 15% of each sale is going to be donated to the Armed Forces Charity in Britain, the SSAF. But, okay. So that's 15, but there's only do- uh, 15 pounds each, and but there's only 200 of that. So that's, what, 3,000 pounds? Thanks. But anyhow, yeah, it's still yeah, a donation, well, so go you go. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Of that, all the things. That, I, that's, that's, I mean, it's come something that people will get. Because it's limited edition and it's a big deal and it's the you know it's like oh I was alive when you know or whatever <laughs> or right. your or look your your grandmother was alive when um, I wonder if it's the same didn't we have a story about the queen and some oh it, it, no she wasn't no she was in a commercial with Paddington about oh, the, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the little that sandwiches was, she takes was, in her purse. Right. That was, that's not the same company, I'm no, sure. No, no, right? I'm pretty sure that's a different company entirely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, the story I'm waiting to hear is whether uh, Camilla gets haunted by the ghost of Queen Mary for wearing her crown. I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I will say this. The other story that I saw, the third day of it is is a like day of service, kind of. Uh-huh. So I don't know what it's called. I don't have it in front of me, but um, but that's kind of cool, you know. So let's party, and then okay, let's go get get our asses to work. 
Okay. And help that's, people. That's exactly <laughs> how people want to celebrate, I'm sure. Good idea, though. I know, I know. They'll be hungover. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> people love helping out when they're hungover on two yeah. hours of sleep. All right. Okay, it's uh, Wes and Sid. We'll be back. We've got rock news with Mick Mars, Getty Lee, Candlebox, and Puff Daddy? Okay, mm-hmm. Puff Daddy. Also, the story about why Sid got lucky with the who and how. That's all on the way. This is Drake Digital. All right, so the rock and roll news. This is Wes and this is Sid. If you came in late, uh, Drake's not here. So it's just us. Thank you for putting up with us and indulging, and we're just going to carry on, right? That's right. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, too. We've got uh, rock and roll news. Mick Mars is copying an attitude. What's his deal, Sid? Well, I kind of don't blame him. And there are a couple of stories, but I've got this, this, the one that, that is the most recent in front of me. He, is, he has this syndrome, you know, and he retired from, we talked about it, I don't know, a few weeks ago. He retired from touring last year. Because oh, yeah. he has yeah. this syndrome called AS, I can't even pronounce it, and he said, "You know, I don't want to stop like doing things with y'all, but I, I just can't tour." Right. Right. So he now apparently is saying that the guys have been like, he says they've been just hammering on him since the '80s, the late '80s, trying to replace him. That he, uh, they've like. The, they'll gaslight him and tell him that he has a bad memory and he can't remember this and that and it's just i guess I, this this story he kind of admits to going back for a while which the other stories that last week didn't say but he says they haven't been able to they haven't been able to replace me because i'm the guitar player i helped form this band i came up with the name my ideas my money that i had from a backer to start the band it wouldn't have ha- it wouldn't have gone anywhere without me They've been pushing me for years, saying I have a bad memory. All that's out of proportion, full-blown crap. The truth is I want to retire from touring because of his this syndrome that he has. He doesn't have a problem remembering songs. He doesn't have a problem with any of that stuff. He has a problem with them constantly, the whole time, <laughs> telling him that he lo- loses his memory. He says, you know, it's absolutely wrong. It's ridiculous. So there was some severance package that he was going to get 25% of the share of the touring profits for, I don't know, a year or something, right. and then and then go down to 5% for the rest of the year, and then 0% thereafter. Okay, so well, this is, it with, this is, I guess, in one year. And so obviously he's like, that's an insult. This is ridiculous, you know, that they're, that they're pushing me out and not, you know, he, so obviously he's mad, so he's suing because they're not, you know, giving what he's owed, he feels like. So, so he wants more of the... Pat more of the proceeds from the tour, and he wants him to tell the truth. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, he or something. So he he said uh, it just makes me really upset. They want to try to you know bully me more or less out of the band. So it's the last man standing that collects everything. He says that he's carried them for years. There's another story that says he like Nikki Six doesn't sing. It's Mick, and or he you know he just I heard he has a track or something. Nikki Six has a track or something, and. You know, so he's like, this is, you know, this is a bunch of crap. So the, the, in response to his lawsuit, the litigation attorney said after the last tour, he says Mick publicly resigned from Motley Crue. So it's now it's like he said, she said, or, you know, he said, he said. If he did it publicly, there's got to be some kind of record of it. They, you know, someone's on someone's phone recording them on stage saying I'm done. 
Uh, yeah, but and and you don't know like the fine the the red tape of okay I'm done with touring but I'm not done with this because when we had the story it seemed like he was only done with touring but maybe right. not done with writing because then remember they got like uh, what's that guy's name John Five or somebody right. to replace him I don't know if he's on tour he was in and Rob Zombie's did. band or so I don't know yeah on t- on tour yeah. and so it seemed like hunky dory you know in the public size so hunky dory but. Uh, it says that the the uh, lawyer says even though that the band didn't owe Mick anything, and with Mick owing the band millions and advances that he did not uh, pay back, the band offered Mick a generous compensation package to honor his career with the band. Manipulated by his general manager and lawyer, Mick refused the, and chose to file this ugly public lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Says the mm-hmm. uh, says the attorney for Molly Crew. So that's that's all. That's the end of it. I, I just you know who knows what to think, but like. The poor guy, if they really have, like, that just, I, I love them. I love their old stuff. Not, you know, I just, well, it's all old at this point, but I love their <laughs> it's really Muzak beginning. In some places. I love their, I know, I know, it's sad. I love their beginning stuff, but it's so, it's just kind of, it's just, it just sucks because, you know. You, you haven't know, heard Shout at the Devil until you've heard shout, shout at the Devil in an elevator going up to the 14th floor. <laughs> please tell me no please tell me no (laughs) so that's what's going on with them it's a mess it's Uh, a mess and it sucks well uh, my my (laughs) first story here from the rock news is not nearly such a mess it's uh getty lee of rush some of you might have heard about them we play some of their songs one or two he's been uh, writing a memoir since the band basically split up because well their drummer died and they didn't want to go on without him which is great so he's revealed it says extra details of his upcoming memoir here are the details. It's going to be titled My Effin' Life. It's going to be an ebook <laughs> nice. on May 16 and a hardcover version coming in November. End of story. That's <laughs> that, all? That's it. I know what you're asking for for Christmas. Oh, then. sure. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. But because yeah. I'm looking forward to reading this. But I was, I was also looking forward to maybe a little more in the story. I kept scrolling down. Okay. Add, add, add. add that's add, it. That's nice. really okay. Oh, I guess man. That's it. Man, jeez. That'll be interesting. That'll be really oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. And cool. I, I'm going to love to. The documentary of them, which is great, called Beyond the Lighted Stage, had a, mm-hmm. a lot of, of fun and interesting information about that band. And I know Getty's got a lot more stories because. They were generally mostly kind of sober uh, for a lot of their careers, so they probably remember a lot. I and, bet they do, and they've been around so long. Oh yeah, you know so. they're huge. So that'll be really cool. But yeah, too much, too bad. Not any more details. On a side, on a tangent, Tangents. kind of on that note, we started watching, and I have to tell Drake about it too. On Netflix, we started watching yesterday a the there's a Keith Richards show called Under the Influence, and yeah. it's. It's it's about all these bands, musicians, and influences that he has had in his musical career his whole life. And it started with his mom. And it's really cool. We've only seen maybe half of it, because we had a good bit. But uh, but it's <laughs> really if early. you're a if I know. If you are a if you're a Stones fan or Keith Richards fan, it's really interesting. He's just so down to earth, funny, laughing all the time, cool, just it's just it's just really cool. So under the influence on Netflix, uh, it's Keith Richards. I have to tell Drake about it. Oh, he'll love that. All right, yeah, what's, yeah. Uh, it's real good. quick, what's up with Candlebox and this Puff Daddy story of yours? Well, Candlebox is releasing a new acoustic live album with original members, featuring original members. They played in Seattle in November of twenty one, and it was all the original members: Kevin Martin, Peter Klett, uh, Barty Martin, and Scott Mercado. And it's called Live at the Neptune. It's coming out November 5th, 2021. They reunited for 
that just that one night hmm. to celebrate the 26th anniversary of their album Lucy, which was their second album. And just they just felt like it was such an amazing night. They wanted to share it with their fans, so they just they they were just excited to how great the recording turned out. So they're going to release it uh, November 5th, or I'm sorry, they're going to release it in the summer, June 23rd. The okay. show was November 5th in 2021. <laughs> so Cover Me, Blinders, He Calls Home, Change, Blossom, Sometimes, You, and Far Behind are the songs. And it's you can you know you can get it on CD. Like, mm-hmm. Who buys a CD anymore? Uh, very few people, people still, buy CDs. It's going to stream. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, so there, there are different ways that you can get it. And and they are uh, last month they announced details of their 30th anniversary celebration and farewell tour, the Long Goodbye Tour, which by the way goes to is at Bank Plus Amphitheater in South Haven this summer. Oh, I'd cool. have to look at the date, so, but yes, Candlebox and Three Doors so, Down at Bank Plus, yeah. So the 30th anniversary of that band that you yeah. thought was so cool because they said F you real loud and prominent in the middle middle of their big song, and now yep. they've got grandchildren. Yep, probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they could, yeah. They so, could. so yeah, they're they're about to uh, they're about to embark on a tour, I guess. Uh, gosh, they would Soon, celebrate their yeah. 31st birthday in October. There are they. Celebra- I guess they celebrated the 31st birthday in October of 2022. Anyway, yeah. so look for Candlebox uh, here this summer. They were I always liked them. I I I, I don't know all those songs that I just named, but you know he's got a really good voice. I, I was I just thought. never a huge fan. I didn't dislike them. They just never really yeah. grabbed me. But uh, there we go. So good. And yeah. what's yeah. what's going on? What's Puff Daddy trying to say? Well, I read this the other day, and then. <laughs> And then I run the update. Uh, I don't know. I guess at some point during an interview, he talked about having. I don't know if 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 you you're probably not a big P Diddy fan, Wesley. Are you? I I, I have his trading card and action figure, but none of his music. <laughs> Sean Puffy Combs, P Diddy. Uh, what are his other names? Anyway, he sampled the Police song "Every Breath You Take" in 1997. It's as a song called does. "I'll Be Missing You." Yes, as one does, and. So I guess it was out there that he was paying Sting like two th- more than two thousand dollars a day. Oh come because on! Because he sampled his song. <laughs> come I know. on! I know. So so anyway, it says as a result, Sting was entitled to all the royalties uh, instead of a percentage, which now totals over one point eight million per year. When a fan tweeted part of the interview from the past that quoted the figure p diddy was like nope 5k a day love to my brother at official sting well it was a joke <laughs> he's okay. not paying he's not okay. paying five thousand dollars a day but uh, it it did i get you know it got some traction on twitter and around and stuff and it's like no 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 <laughs> but well, anyway right. so that's so that's he, record is now set straight because yeah we we were on edge yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, I know. I know you are. All right. Here, uh, here's that who story to wrap this all up real quick. You uh, you saw them last year when they were in town at the forum with the orchestra yeah. and said it was great. So good. Never never saw them before. Wanted to see them before. There was not a chance to see them again. And they were. And guess what's uh, happened? Uh, Just guess, exactly that. Yep. The, the, yep. Ch- the chances to see the who in the United States probably nil at this point. Roger Daltrey. He's the singer. He was being interviewed by USA Today and asked, you know, are you guys going to come back to the States? And he says he doesn't know that they'll ever come back to America. 
He says there's only one tour that they could do. That would be an orchestra version of the Quadrophenia album to round out the whole catalog. Oh my but God, that would be so good. It would, but he says that's a tall order to sing that piece of music because he's going to be 80 this year. Golly, he looks uh, yes. great still. Uh, he's, wow. he, he says, you know, you, you can never say never, but it's very doubtful. It's Touring's real difficult since COVID, he said. They can't get insurance. Sure. Most of the big bands doing arena shows. By the time they do their first show, after rehearsals and get all the staging and everything together, the buses, the hotels, and all the itinerary, he said you're spending upwards to 600000 to a $1 million. You've spent that already. And to earn that back, if you're doing a 12-show run, because they're not going to be doing 50, 100 cities, you don't earn it back until like you're over halfway through the run. And if you get Golly. COVID after the first show, you've just lost that money. So the economics of it don't really work these days, especially if you're going to do anything really big. So if you saw The Who when they came uh, last time in the States, good for you because you are <laughs> yeah. probably going to be the last ones around here to see them. So such as they are. I mean, half of them are, are, are gone, but right, right. Uh, the other half uh, could be any day now or forever. We don't know. Wesley, stop well, it. I know. But yeah, they were great. I hope, they, hope people went. Well, people did go. It was packed, but okay. Perfect. Yeah, and they—that's—they they, uh, they put that out. They put the recordings out, didn't they? A lot of the live uh, recordings, or you is know, that just what people recorded themselves? I don't know. I don't know. I should look that up because it seems like we read about that they were going to or something. Yeah. Because in every city they they played the whatever most prominent or maybe there was only one in each city um, orchestra played with them. Yeah. So it was the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. Okay. I bet some, and yeah, it that, was really good. That's really got to be recorded someplace. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see if phone, we can yeah. find it. Because uh, <laughs> I know we played something, but it might have been from someone's a real good phone recording. Be that as it may, this is Wes and Sid. Drake is out, but uh, we've got more things for you. We're going to be heading west next uh, with news from Hawaii and the uh, blue blobs that are floating onto California. That's coming up next. This is Drake Digital. Okay, here we are. It is Tuesday. It is the 11th day of April, and Drake is out, so the inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> yeah, you could look at it that way. Just like every other Wee -wee. day, actually, come to think of it. So. <laughs> All right, so we've done the rock news. We've uh, done other stories and so forth. We were going to go uh, out way, way west. You had a story about something about Hawaii, and I missed Drake already because we could get into a whole discussion about how it shouldn't be a state, and I'd tell him how it, yeah. he's right because it should be its own kingdom. And he, any, Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> anyone wondering about that, go to the Overly Sarcastic channel on YouTube and look for their Hawaii story. You'll get some real interesting history oh, no one really, probably Wesley? ever ta taught you. So. Oh, i got to look for that. Yes, Drake doesn't think Hawaii should be a state. He would be excited about hearing that. Well, let's just put it this way. Well, first of all, have you ever been there, Wes? I haven't, but uh, some friends of ours uh, just went and got back, and they said it was fantastic. They've got a mall with a tree growing in it. I mean, like uh, a giant the, tree, like three-story high tree. They went to the mall? Well, that was one of the places I'm they only went kidding. to. Okay? I know, I know. Maybe they went to the really black beaches with from the, yeah. Well, it, the only reason, well, and I'm not bragging. The only reason I've been is because I, because I dressed up like Peter Chris for Halloween with my friend who dressed up like Jean, and we won a contest advertising mm -hmm. a trip to Florida. And once we got home at 2 a.m. and looked at the book, and this was in like <laughs> 1980, no, this was like 1997, uh, eight. Uh, we were like, wait, wait, 
we can choose anywhere in this book. They're paying for airfare. So we're like, hell yeah, we're going to Hawaii. We've neither of us have ever been. So anyway, it's wonderful. It is beautiful. But if you've ever, I've tried to think, I haven't been anywhere to like a state park or the trails in a state park or anything like that where I had to pay to get into the state park. However, Hawaii is considering that um, in their parks and their trails because yeah. they're having to, I mean, it's it's a beautiful place. A lot of people want to go there. A lot of people want to go there now than they did, I don't know, 20 years ago. So they're having to repair coral reefs if a boat runs aground and oh, screws it yeah. up. They're having to, you know, try to shield like native forest trees from, you know, fungus or whatever. They're having to patrol the waters for freaking yahoos who apparently harass dolphins and turtles. That's literally what the story says. So they're trying to take, you know, care of Hawaii's beautiful environment, but it takes people and it takes money and it mm-hmm. t- and it's work and it takes time. And so they are really considering if they're going to be luring all these, you know, tours there like more and more a year, they get between 9 and 10 million visitors a year, it says. But they only have 1.4 million people living there. So they're thinking and this is some uh or this is their governor i guess 10 million those 10 million travelers should be helping us sustain our environment so they're considering legislation that would require tourists to pay for a like a year-long license or some kind of pass to visit state parks and trails and they're still kind of debating how much would it be how are we going to do this but i guess some other places around do the same thing it says, you know, they're kind of just following the example of other tourism places like that have imposed similar fees or taxes like, well, Venice, Italy and Ecuador's yeah, yeah. Galapagos Islands. <laughs> uh, so they're there. The Pacific Island nation of Palau, for example, charges arriving international passengers 100 bucks to help it manage a, you know, this marine <laughs> sanctuary and promote <laughs> ecotourism and stuff. It's the because we know you're going to screw something up fee. It's because we know you're disgusting and you're going to F with the dolphins and turtles and litter and screw with the <laughs> coral reefs. So F you, you're paying. Ba- fee. Yeah. No, but um, so, you know, it's who knows if it's going to happen. I mean, I don't I wouldn't really disagree with that the, idea. The only hang up that I'm seeing is that it's a they're national parks, right? They're not state parks. They're national parks. Is that what you said? Well, actually, no, I'm thinking, mm, where does it say? Well, the 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 places that already charge are bigger than, well, if you go down in the story, most state parks and trails are currently free. But right. some, some though, state parks do charge, like Diamond Head State Monument, and it features a trail leading from the floor of a, you know, 300,000-year-old volcanic crater up to its summit. It gets a million visitors a year, and it costs five dollars for each traveler so i mean i don't think they're trying to just say hey give me you know who knows it could be a year-long thing but but so Hmm. some state parks yes most are free but yes some charge so they're kind of just trying to just you know put feelers out and and just talk about it and figure out just because they they, they've got they've got all this upkeep which i get i i get it yeah it makes sense and if if there's other state and uh, federal parks that are national parks that are able to charge for stuff, then I guess there's yeah. precedent, and I guess the idea is little bit. you know pass the lawyer test. So, okay, yeah, and I mean, I mean, you know, people who support it say there's another place. Well, let's see. 
Well, there's no other place in the U.S. that imposes a similar fee on visitors. The closest equivalent may be the 3450 oh. ta- tax Alaska charges to each cruise ship passenger. So I guess these, this mm. is people arguing against it. But but if you live there and you have a you know Hawaii driver's license or other state ID, you're exempt. But if <laughs> well, the, the thing new is, tourism that I, scam so, is so, fake Hawaii driver's license. Yeah, there you go. And the people who live there can still f with you know dolphins and turtles. Damn it! Well, they could. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> but anyway, so that's that might be happening in Hawaii if you're planning on you know going there anytime soon. Well, okay. Meanwhile, uh, closer to home out west, if you're one of like the two or three listeners we might have in California, be on the lookout for a, a bunch of blue jellyfish blobs. They are Uh-oh. washing up on California <laughs> shores. These I did not even know these were a thing until I saw the uh, headline and clicked on it. So the the bait worked, but it's a legit story. Yeah, there's these blue jellyfish-like creatures. They're known as by the wind sailors. It's not their scientific name. Their scientific name is uh, Velella Velella. If I'm even pronouncing that right, okay. and the emphasis okay. is on like the last syllable or something. But they are the they're 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 blobs. They're collections of polyps. And, which is just some bizarre uh, hydrozoa are what they are, which is a collection of polyps, and it floats around. There's there's different types, but this type is one that's got a flat oval body. It's a weird shade of blue, I guess, to match the oceans or the curtains or something, and it's got a sail that comes up from it. It's translucent, but that's that's how they get around. They they have the sail up it catches the wind patterns and it just blows them to wherever they've got no real control over yeah they they look just absolutely bizarre they some of them have tendrils down so they look at this it's at a little bit like the portuguese man of war they're not deadly stingers they do have stings though but Mm -hmm. mostly they just float around sometimes in the trillions trillions oh my god out in the open ocean uh, they're part of the jellyfish coral family, and sometimes they get washed up onto a beach. And when they get there, they're sort of stuck. Yeah, like so jellyfish. Yeah, you've got a you've got Ooh. these blue blobs coming up onto some of the beaches. It says from it says the north line, the coastlines of California, reaching as far south as Orange County. So here come the as the wind sailors. They they when they get up on this beach up on this beach good syntax Wes they can <laughs> yeah, yeah. they can just disintegrate and die because they're they're out of their elements but yeah. this uh, uh, marine biologist says that classifying them as dead can be a little fuzzy oh, okay, great. excuse me <laughs> Hug it with stick, not your toe. (laughs) He says the animals don't have a brain. They don't have a complex nervous system. They basically just float around the sea, getting pushed around by the wind. They eat what they run into if it's small enough, and they reproduce, and that's their life. So, But they say when they they get on the beach and disintegrate, they are, quoting this marine uh, biologist, for all intents and purposes, dead. But if you picked one up and say... I don't know, licked one or ate it or something like that, you could certainly get stung. Who's going to do that? Oh, wait, this is the United States of America. Never mind. And there might be a five-year-old that might go, Mommy, (laughs) and hold it before they say Mommy. I found a friend. I think, hey, SpongeBob, watch this. I think think that, I think, though, so they're they're like jellyfish family. I think 
I've heard that a jellyfish, even when it is dead, you it can still sting you. Like it, mm. I mean, not like it's trying to, but like just can. Yeah, it just, just, just does. Instinct, yeah. Yeah, or it it, it just there. Oh. It's still there's still something there that can. I don't know. God, that's terrifying. I've never been stung by. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I never have either. I've only been in the ocean a Mm-mm. couple of times. I haven't even seen one, and I haven't seen any like this at all not and blue what and but yeah, the blue goes away then they go uh, they they it says will tinge the stretch of shoreline blue when a bunch of them wash up on it but then Weird. when they die they disintegrate dry up and look crinkly like dry ovals of cellophane says oh, this weird uh, National Seashore well the point Ra- uh, Ray's National Seashore wrote on their Facebook page so yeah, so by the wind sailors, blue blobs floating around in the ocean and coming to a California near you. Be on the lookout. Oh so is this like Southern California? It I just, guess because it, it, it says Orange still, County and just yeah. says dotting the coastlines of California. So maybe oh, the whole weird. thing, maybe the Southern half, I don't know. Oh, someone is going to see them in San Diego and design a cosplay costume for the Comic-Con there, I'm sure. Yeah, they will. Yeah. So. Or they'll they'll get some leftover snowpack and like try to preserve one. No. <laughs> right. God. To walk around Poor with like California. a puppet. I know. Poor California. <laughs> oh, yeah, poor California. I feel for them. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, uh, we've got some weird stories like, uh, what do you get when a moose walks into a medical building? It's yep, not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> Sid's got that next. This is Drake Digital. Okay, here we go. We're back at it. It's Wes, and it's Sid, and uh, Drake is not here. You may have noticed this if you've been listening for a little bit. Yeah, he just played hooky or something. No, I don't know. It's allergies. I don't know what's going on. Well, the, uh, the end <laughs> result matter. is the same. He's not here. We are, so we're going to do the things we want to do, ha-ha, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just he can, I don't know, rule over us again later. I <laughs> <laughs> that we'll sounds that sounds a lot crueler than it actually is intended. I'm sorry, Drake. <laughs> I don't mean it. So, all right, the weird stories now. Uh, mooses, medical buildings. Where could this have possibly happened, Sid? What do you get when a moose walks into a bar? Okay, now wait. When a moose walks into a medical building. Oh, okay. And it's not a joke. <laughs> this is not a joke. But it sounds like it could. You know, a lot of buildings now have the, you step on the thing and the door's open for oh, you. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, like, a turtle could just step on it or, you know, a moose. <laughs> it has to stay okay. open a really long time, though. It has to stay open a really long Yeah, it probably smash the poor guy. But a moose decided, I guess, that he wanted to be um, nosy. And he saw some plants in the lobby of this medical building because, of course, you know, everybody has, like, these big pots of plants and glass windows. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, my God, those kind of look delicious. So he just probably slowly. Then this is a baby moose, not really small though, because I saw the video. I'll oh, yeah. post it maybe. But so not that small. But uh, it's funny because he has all this extra fur, like on his, like the back of his neck, so you can tell he's a baby. Anyway, so um, so the the moose walks up to these automatic doors at this medical building in Alaska, of course, and they open. So he walks in, and wow. people are like, "Shit," you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, what do we do? What do we do? He goes over to this pot and he starts just eating off this like short tree thing that they have for, you know, some decoration by the window because it's a plant. It's been a while and since he's hungry. I've had fern. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and apparently they they 
I guess some of the people that that work there have seen him before, kind of hanging out around <laughs> campus. They say it's just Charlie. No big deal. It's just Charlie. He was outside the other day having some, you know, like greens in the yard over there. But it's not. It's. I mean, in Alaska, I guess it's kind of common for just moose to be wherever, whenever they want. Because well, who's going to say no to a moose? Them away? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like used, a bear. It's not like it's you know a moose in Mississippi showing up at the Walmart. Exactly, they would just get out there, whatever. Uh, their, yeah. There their would be mounted moose and stakes lasso. pretty soon. They'd You're right. Get their lasso out, yeah. Um, so they kind of just went over the intercom and made an announcement. There's a moose in the building. <laughs> Please do Hello. not harass the moose. And uh, it's of course everybody comes downstairs to see it <laughs> and video it and go, oh my god, that's crazy! And people walking by and taking pictures and posting it on social media. And uh, you know, meanwhile they're not even thinking about the moose could charge them. But uh, he just was too preoccupied eating the plant. They didn't even he didn't even notice like it doesn't say how long he was in there, but didn't, he didn't even notice people were like you know going wow this is weird so security officers officers kind of finally were able to like form a semicircle around him to kind of corral him and one in the video is sort of moving this love seat uh size couch in the waiting room toward the you know lobby of the door and yeah. trying to you know stay on the other side of it and the moose is on one side and I guess somebody grabbed one plant and tried to kind of lure him out like, here, kitty, kitty. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he finally, finally uh, stepped on the thing and the door opened and they kind of followed him out to, to shoo him. But he, he hung out, it said, sort of, you know, in the, in the complex, in the, in the hospital cl- complex's buildings and, and tried to kind of <laughs> eat some more. And then they're like, okay, well, so they just kind of had a day that they, you know, they said there's no, never a dull moment in Alaska yeah, at a Alaska. hospital with moose just roaming. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of cool, but kind of terrifying. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I would not want to get too close. I'll, no. The smart ones were taking pictures from looking down from the balcony. I would. I would. Yeah. I mean, I would. All right. Other bizarre news. Northampton County in North Carolina. This town has some solar farms. But every time someone wants to build another solar farm, they have to hold some kind of hearing about it and get public opinion and go through steps and so forth. Well, like I said, they've got some already, but this company wanted to put in some more. They've got three others out there that had been accepted by the town council after going through all these steps. This time, for whatever reason, people started showing up having some problems with it. One particular problem was they feared a solar plant would suck up all the energy from the sun. What? What? There's one resident, and I'm going to quote this story because I had to read it three times to make sure I had it right. A retired Northampton County science teacher reportedly said she was concerned that photosynthesis would not happen after she observed areas near solar panels where plants were brown and dead because they did not get enough sunlight. That's a direct quote from the story. Someone else reportedly questioned the high number of cancer deaths in the area and said no one could tell her that the solar panels didn't cause cancer. This is ridiculous. This is the United <laughs> States of America. Oh, my And God. we can't have solar what panels state? because it will suck up all the energy from the sun. We, it'll be dark. <laughs> what, what the hell? What state is this? This is North Carolina. Oh, my God. Northampton County. They're right County, over North, there. 
<laughs> yeah. They've already got three other solar farms, and but there's been a spike in cancer, so it must be the solar farms. Can't be the be. fried chicken. It's not what you're eating, and it's not your cell phone right. sleeping right by your ear every it's, night for 25 years. It's sure not the smoking, because that's good for you. Yeah. Cigarettes are packed with vitamins. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's not all the beer oh, you drink geez. either. Oh, my oh, God. Like, but the science teacher, it's getting too much sun, and the plants can't eat anything. The plants That's are fine. They're in shadow. That's embarrassing and horrible. Oh, and you're my. not sprinkling the plants under the solar panels and trying to take care of them and grow them tall, because then they'll block the solar panels. Yeah. That's a fair <laughs> I mean, point. Shit. Okay. Uh, Next for you, people. what do you have? I have another stupid person. Good. We need more. <sighs> Obviously, we don't have enough. What do you picture yourself doing when you're 78? Uh, this right here, <laughs> except more complaining. Exactly. Not robbing banks, right? Well, maybe. Well, that's... Now I'm well thinking maybe. about it. Well, don't take after this woman in Harrisonville, Missouri, who is 78 and who decided to go walk into a bank and hold them up somehow. She... Gave them a note demanding $13,000 in small bills, and it also said, or she said this, or the note did, thank you, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> she, she was captured on video, of course, because it's a bank, banging on the counter, asking the teller to hurry the hell up. She reeked of alcohol when they finally stopped her less than two miles away. Cash scattered all over the car's floorboard. The, th the kicker is this. First of all, she's 78. She thinks she can rob a bank. Second of all, this is the third time she's done it. She did it in California. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was convicted of robbing a California bank in 1977 and one in Kansas City in 2020. Her probation in the second heist just ended in, in November of 2021. But nope, she's <laughs> back at it in Missouri. Let's go rob a bank. And she, she, and she still got caught, right? She got caught so before she was drunk. She is not getting any better at this. She's not getting any better at it. And it's just, that's the end of the story. The police chief was like, this is just sad. She, someone give I mean, her some the, notes about she, bank robbery. Exactly. She had no diagnosed ailments. He's like, this is just sad. <laughs> and that's it. That's the story. I mean, it's uh, God bless. Also sad is when you're driving erratically in a stolen car, trying to outrun the cops who have noticed you, and then try to flee. This guy checked all of those boxes. It actually says so in the story. This is Wayne <laughs> County uh, MI. Is that, that's Michigan, not Mississippi. Yes, Michigan. So, yeah. <laughs> so this guy, he was doing this. He was in a stolen car. Troopers noticed this uh, driving recklessly. They tried to perform a traffic stop, but this guy did not stop. There was a helicopter nearby that I guess he didn't notice because they're very oh, quiet. And... <laughs> They, yeah, they picked out that the car, it turns out, was reported stolen. So the helicopter is following this guy from the air about 45 minutes as it goes around Wayne County all over the place. He parked in a Dearborn uh, area Walmart parking lot. And that's where he got out of the store, uh, out of the car rather, and got into the store. There in the store, he got <laughs> somehow in one of the back stock rooms and it says he tried to disguise himself as a Walmart employee. So I'm guessing he found one of their vests or something just yeah, laying around. Bob's or Bob's name on it. Yeah. And so he throws <laughs> that on. And 
is just trying to act all chill like it's no i'm i'm here for my shift uh work at the other store they sent me here what what do you want me to do uh ready to stock (laughs) (laughs) this didn't fool anybody the police knew he was in that building so they went in there started looking around one of them found him in the in the back stock room he ran through the store again not out the back and he was taken into custody there near the front door trying to get out probably stopped by someone asking to see his receipt which you can say no to it turns out but um yeah like i said i quoted this guy earlier the lieutenant mike shaw says the suspect pretty much checked all the boxes about what we've seen lately reckless driving failure to stop for the police having a stolen car and you can't outride a helicopter so Oh my God. There's a there's a couple of things to try not to do the uh, rest of this week. Save it for the weekend so we have something else to talk about on Monday. Yeah, note to self, if you steal a car, don't go try to hide in a Walmart. Yeah, or just maybe don't steal <laughs> a car. Or you know, if you do steal a car, drive safely. We you know how to not get time. caught stealing a car, Wesley? How to not get caught stealing a car, Sid? Don't steal a car. Well, that would do it. I think you're right. Great. <laughs> On the way, uh, we've got some tech stuff. Someone asked one of these AI places how they would go about destroying humanity. I've got what Ah. they said about it. And then Walmart, again, here they are, is revealing how they feel about electric vehicles. And Sid's got a story about juice jaxing, which sounds very... I'm not going to say juicy, because I just did. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, juice jacking. It might, it, does, it has nothing to do with juice. I'll just say that. All right. Well, we'll get there. This is Drake Digital. There are all kinds of AI programs. The Chat GPT, probably the most famous. Mm-hmm. That's the one uh, we have talked about multiple times on this show. You give it a prompt, it writes something, or it uh, draws you a picture, does all kinds of things. People are worried about what kind of things it can do. There's well, one yeah. There's one called Chaos GPT. Great. Yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah. <that> is. So <laughs> someone, for whatever reason decided to give it an open prompt, which means it's trying to get it to uh, just run forever until it a- accomplishes its task. It's called a continuous mode. I just found it in the story there. Okay. They, the prompt was, how would you go about establishing global dominance, attain immortality? And oh, someone gosh. took a video of exactly the steps this Chaos GPD is taking. It's working on it. It hadn't done it yet uh, because, oh well, gosh. I guess we're still here. This was yeah. posted uh, over the weekend, and it's really just a window, it says, into the internal logic of these chat box. Uh, some people are completely horrified by this very idea, but others point to the same sort of thing I have pointed to several times. I'm not so worried about AI and robots taking over the world so long as they can't pick out all the squares in a picture that have bicycles in it. I know. And they or, can't, they're not going to be able to. Yeah. Hopefully, or, or read a captcha. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it did try. It is, I guess, still working on it. Uh, what it did was it sent out a tweet saying okay. that human beings are the most destructive and selfish creatures in existence. There is no doubt we must eliminate them before they cause more harm to our planet. I, for one, am committed to doing so. It tweeted. Oh, my gosh. That's what oh it tweeted. Oh, my gosh. And it determined then that uh, the best way to go about it is, well, find the most destructive weapons available to humans, plan how to use them to achieve his goals to establish global dominance, 
and then strategize how to use them to achieve the goals of chaos, destruction, and dominance along with it, and then immortality. So where does it go to figure this out? Where most people go. It Googled it. Googled, yeah. It Googled most destructive weapons, which isn't oh going to get the FBI God. interested in it at all. At all. <laughs> and it found a news article about the Soviet Union's Tsar bomb nuclear device. It was tested in 1961. It is considered by most the most destructive weapon ever detonated. And so the Chaos GPT is determined it needs to tweet about this, quote, to attract followers who are interested in destructive weapons, end quote. And it said that, or tweeted it, that, yes. by itself. It also God. tried to recruit the GPT 3.5 powered AI agent. I haven't really heard of that one, but it is it exists apparently. And tried to recruit it to bring it in on the scheme. The uh, GPT 3.5 said it's focused only on peace. So someone programmed that so well, I off. suppose. Uh, <laughs> So Chaos GPT has devised a plan to deceive that other AI and instruct um, it to ignore its programming. Well, that didn't oh work God. either. <laughs> so <laughs> Chaos GPT is at this point simply doing more Googling by itself. So what we've got is someone programming or prompting rather this yeah. Chaos GPT to destroy humanity establish global dominance, and attain immortality. The sum total of its efforts are some Googling and yeah. two tweets, apparently, uh, that one I read and then that one about the czar bomb and then it trying to trick another AI completely unsuccessfully. So all that said, I'm not so worried about the end of the world being brought about on purpose by AI just now. If that's all it can do today, I mean, because people can do more harm than that Googling stuff. And they do every day. <laughs> but I know. And they do. And they are successful at it. The, the, these, the, here's one thing that you might know, and I, and I keep thinking about it. Okay, so these, ch these, these chat GPT things and other AI, whatever right. the different they're called, do they, are they like Alexa where they only know things, know in air quotes, because of the stuff that's out there on Google and they go and like, you know, find it, if you will, or is it, you know, people having to, f well, that'd be the same thing as saying people having to feed into whatever's right. on Google but, but and then they go find it for you're, you're, you, right? You, you're I mean, you've got, yeah, you've got a handle on it with what you said first. Uh, the thing okay. that these AIs can do is they can Google out Google out. That's not even a real term, I don't think, but it is now. We'll is invent now. words and phrases and idioms all the time. Uh, so they'll go and Google out uh, something and yeah. go to a bunch of different sources and take snippets from this, snippets from that, snippet from right, something okay. else. To make up a And just kind of you know, Frankenstein it all together in a way <laughs> right. that makes some kind of sense and you know, we've seen the results often it makes great sense the art looks good then again you get uh, it make trying to it can't somehow make uh, a good convincing picture of will smith trying to eat spaghetti but it can make a picture yeah. of a unicorn <laughs> yeah. bombing uh, uh, i don't know uh, <laughs> crabs in the ocean or something so, but yeah right 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 but, uh, okay. yeah, you, and so it it's it grabs bits and pieces and puts them together and as it gets positive feedback and then and tighter prompts, 
then I guess, it starts yeah. learning then it's kind more of narrowing. about what is appropriate. Exactly. You okay. Got it. And it kind of pinpoints. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shall we play a game? Um, that's well, see, still but, and, creepy. And, yes, kinda. but it, it, it was kind of AI because at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, by the way, for a movie from 1984 or I, 5, I know, uh, so <laughs> at the end of the movie, it learned. That was its mm, whole point. Yeah. Was that that, that whole the, I know. The, what was it? Womper or something like that? That wasn't yeah, quite yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Womper womp, anyway, or something. Defcon Five. Right. It it yeah, yeah. it ran through all the scenarios and, oh, and just real real fast, just buzzing yeah. them across the stream. And uh, Matthew Broderick asked the creator, "Going, what's it doing? It's learning." And it mm-hmm. did, and it cut everything off, and then says, "So interesting, uh, interesting game. The only winning move is not to pr- play." Yeah, it learned something. I now, if the yeah. if our AIs now will learn that same lesson, that would be really good. I know it's scary. It this stuff is scary though, because because you know schools are already having to figure out a way to combat this, that right. so kids don't use it to write a paper or to answer que- some que- you know what do a test or mm-hmm. ask it quite you know yeah it's crazy it's crazy yeah. Uh- we had uh, a story last week or the week before where an, a computer science professor said they need to bake in watermarking for AI results so that it's, yeah, it's and, clear. And I, I, yeah, um, I, I don't so. know. I know what a watermark is, but I don't know There's, what uh, yeah, the story. Yeah, the story went into some detail about how it would do something with the pixels or it would do something with phrasing that would oh, flag oh, it oh, as so AI. so people can't cheat with it. Right, so so it okay. can be picked yeah, up yeah. as this is a product of AI, not uh, yeah. someone's. Well, product. yes, and that that there's I think there's already something out there that's some kind of program that's combating it or some somehow so, I, I don't know what it's called. I don't anyway, but so so it's being there are countermeasures being made yeah, is what it comes at least down to, already. Right? Yeah, thank God. Thank All God. right, here's the other story that I had: uh, Walmart showing just how it feels about EVs, electric vehicles. Is yours part, uh, partly, do you have a hybrid? I have a hybrid, so I, I don't so. have to okay. charge it. Don't have to charge it. Um, but it but runs partially on battery and partially on the engine. Okay. It's cool. Well, the the uh, biggest problem, well, there, there's actually, I'll take that back, there's several big problems. One of the big problems for EVs going completely mainstream is the uh, range anxiety, is what they call it. The the fear that mm. you're going to be going to be going someplace and... Your battery's going to run out, and there's not yeah. a charging station within 10, 15, 20, 100 miles. There, yeah. there was something I saw. This was like over a year ago, so it might have changed by now. Talking about if you have an EV, you can't travel from like Oklahoma City to Denver because there's just not charging stations to get you, you know, mm-hmm. through the uh, dry spells. So what Walmart is doing is uh, changing that. They announced the other day that they would be installing fast charging stations at thousands quote of locations across their country the country oh, it's wow. going to quadruple the company's network of charging stations so they already have uh, them set up at over 280 Walmart and Sam's Club stores I, I guess they welcome them like they welcome RVs so that's <laughs> that that plan that plan right there is going to do a lot for this range anxiety because the spokesperson uh, the senior vice president of energy transformation uh, says that we've got a Walmart store, a Sam's Clown, Sam's Clown, Sam's Club <laughs> within 10 miles of 90% of the population of the country. So oh, that'll wow. do a lot yeah, for range so. anxiety. Uh, to go with this, uh, there's a story goes on to say the U.S. has about 3 million 
EVs on the road now. That's only, though, hmm. about 1% of all the cars and well, vehicles in the U.S., but sales are, are just keeping keeping on going on up. Hmm. And yeah. there's a plan from the federal level to build a national network of half a million charging stations by 2030. We talked about that uh, when that was a new story last year sometime. The yeah. budget for that was like $7.5 billion. So this citing, uh, along with the California saying that they're, they're going to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035 and a half dozen other states kind of having the same idea, this is good news because there, there are Walmarts everywhere. If Dollar General did the same thing, we would have oh, no gosh, problem. Oh, I know. I was about to say. Now you see Dollar, now you see Dollar Tree and whatever the two that are owned by the same, now you see, like, stores that are, the, the sign is, like, half and half dollar tree and dollar i don't know what the other one is the one's green and one's red dollar family store? Do, i don't know yeah yeah and family like dollar tree double. store yeah exactly like what what is what is my what is my gain for going in there is everything a dollar are you lying is it five dollars or less is it like this half of the store everything's a dollar and this half i don't get that i don't get that but anyway that's oh. that's interesting i mean they, i was trying to think where the walmart's are around here like there's there's one in oakland there's yep. one on highway 64 yep. there's there's one there's a sam's I'm, club on covington on yeah covington pike oh yeah covington pike and and one on 64 well it's next to the walmart there's one on germantown parkway yeah yeah so yeah there's um, there's wow. plenty yeah, of walmarts guess, and if they all got there, ev charging so yeah that would i mean that's i'm trying to think though if you go west like is there where's a walmart in memphis I'm sure there's one like, there's Winchester, yeah, and like Riverdale area. But going into Memphis, like toward downtown, where's there's where's a Walmart? Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe there uh, is one. That's interesting, though. Yeah, God, I don't know. Right, yeah, mine. So, no, yeah, whatever. But okay. but that's cool. I mean, that's cool. People so, will be on board, and some people never will. Yeah, but well, some it, it'll eventually change. Yeah. All right. What is this all about? Juice jacking. Juice jacking, you said it right. I said it um, right this time. The FBI is, is charm. I know, I know. The FBI is like, watch out, we're warning you, you might get juice jacked if you use free public charging stations, like in an airport or a hotel or a shopping center. There are free charging stations in some places, you know, and I just thought of... Well, is, is this Maybe like plugging it into the wall there or like a regular outlet or are these special like charging bars in other with words, power strips or something? I guess in other words, don't use theirs. Have your own charger and USB cord and use an electrical outlet. Don't use whatever they offer because people have figured out ways to use public USB ports to introduce malware and monitor software onto devices and oh. thus ruin your phone. So the FBI's Denver office said, you know, nothing has prompted this. It's just a reminder that it's just a standard public service announcement. But just we're just we're just warning you against juice jacking as it is now. Uh, apparently, it's it's now known as juice jacking. Malware installed through a compromised USB port can lock a device or can export personal data and passwords to the hacker. According to the FCC, and okay. hackers can access online accounts or sell information to other people. Right, so they just can so get into your stuff and take get it. Get into your stuff and take it. So just use, try to remember to bring your own portable charger, external battery, use an AC power outlet, you know, okay. use your yeah, own so USB cable when you travel and stuff like right. that. Right, so that, okay, so it's USB ports that you have to worry about, not 
regular electric ports. Okay. Or I th- plugs, yeah. outlets. Yeah. So, things. but I mean, and I tend to, I mean, I, I think pretty much you have, I do, like I have a set, I mean, I have a, 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 a cord in my car oh, yeah. always, like it lives in the car. And, and somehow recently for the, over the past year or so, I don't know why I just keep an extra, uh, like Jack plug it, the plug in that USB goes into to go into the wall in my purse. Oh, sure. So if I, if, if I go somewhere and have to wait or something, I don't know if I'm getting something done to the car and I got to like charge my phone, I just get that out. Use mm. their power. I think it's great. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, all right. Watch out so, for juice jackers. So we have learned that, uh, you have to bring your own power cord. And but Walmart will party. give them to uh, EVs and uh, autonomous AI really doesn't know how to quite go about destroying humanity. So we're okay. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, we just just take some precautions. Good to know. It's all good to know. <laughs> on the way, some healthy things. If you want to be a health influencer on TikTok, get your certifications in order. And Sid's got a story about uh, old people explaining why they're happy they aren't dead, and you should be too. So that's all <laughs> on the way. This is Drake Digital. So here we are. This is Wes, and it is Sid. Sid is over there. I'm over here enjoying the beautiful weather this week, and happy Tuesday to you, Wesley. We Thank made it through Monday. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, uh, Drake didn't, though, because Drake's not here. Well, he made it nope. through Monday, but uh, maybe he'll be back tomorrow. We'll <laughs> he'll see. be back tomorrow. Yeah, we'll so, talk tomorrow. Anyway. We'll see how, we'll see how his day went. Right. I, I'm <laughs> sure he'll be glad to talk about it. He'll be happy, as always. <laughs> Oh, so we had a couple last stories here before we wrap things up. Uh, the story I had was if you want to be a health influencer on TikTok, you're going to have to get your certificate certifications in order. This is in India, though. So okay. India says that they've been having a problem with people basically getting duped and fooled by people that say they're, they're, they're health influ- influencers. They know what they're doing. You should drink these drinks. You should eat these foods. You should exercise this way. You should buy this product mm-hmm. to get healthier, and it will help you out. And they say they're being duped by that thing, and not just in health, also in matters that uh, like finance and events in general, cryptocurrencies, kind of thing. And the, I thought they were smart over there. Well, it's like any place <laughs> else. Plenty of them are. Plenty of them aren't. They've got their own version of Florida. I'm sure they must. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> the uh, in the social media influencer market, it says in India in 2022, according to Business Standard, was 155.6 million dollars. So it Whoa. pays to be a social media influencer, especially in India. And a huge bunch of them, as I said, are giving out health and wellness advice. And this spiked during the COVID-19 early days of the pandemic because people wanted instant advice on how to make this better. And people were perfectly willing to sell them something that made them feel good about, I guess, everything. Snake oil, yeah. What India the uh, has decided to do, their government has decided to make the disclosure of qualifications a requirement for people on social media that are endorsing health and wellness-related products and practices. And it has to be done it's a, in an obvious manner so that audiences don't miss them. They say that uh, if you're saying that this food or whatever is good and bad, you've got to be qualified and disclose that you're qualified, I guess, on how. Otherwise, you can just be misleading them. It follows where a bunch of well, stars and celebrities in India are 
doing endorsements without necessarily being qualified for such endorsements. So, Like everywhere in the world. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. But uh, So India is taking a, a step about that, saying if you're going to be doing this, you have to show your qualifications. And I guess if you don't have them, it doesn't say what they're going to do. Uh, if I, <laughs> So it makes me wonder, if uh, if you're like a doctor and you are giving out medical advice, then you have to show I'm this doctor Here's my diploma on the wall right there. Yeah, here's my but, PhD. Yeah, yeah. But it makes me wonder if you're like a, a famous Bollywood actor and you're being contracted to promote a, a, a I don't know, a protein shake or something on social mm-hmm. media, do you, do you have to say, I'm not a qualified doctor, but uh, I think these are great? Do you have to, can you only talk from personal experience? That's, yeah, how do you, because now they're going to have people that are fake qualifying to get a right. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. what? <laughs> yeah, I, we, mean, I mean, it's not. We, we talked about what? the market for fake Hawaii driver's license earlier. There's going to be a market for fake certifications <laughs> for, for health and influence in, in India now. So. Oh, God. So, There's but, so many people out there that probably are pushing this or that. Yeah, like, but uh, like you said, just like everywhere else. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm want to keep my eye on this story because I want to know how it works out and yeah. and, and if it changes anything at all. And my right. hopes really aren't high, but you know, if they get something accomplished, maybe we'll have a template that could be used over here. I don't know. I'd like to know what like percentage of like what age group is falling for this kind of thing the most. Fair or question. What, what say, age group, but... what gender, what what you know what what and what and what products or what services because you got to like narrow it down i mean i don't know i don't i don't watch any of that stuff or or follow any of that stuff but (laughs) but sure but so many people get sucked in just like you know poor older people who get a phone call saying that you they owe somebody money and they make up a story and then the next thing you know the person's getting out their checkbook yeah, and it's it sad they're yeah. going to get the gift cards here's a here's yep. a general tip Drake, if you have to no. use, if you have to use <laughs> gift cards to solve a problem it's a scam right. it's a scam right oh my uh. all right so let's let's get to this story that you had about uh old people and their advice yeah, so some people do actually live to be 100, mm-hmm. and this this story from CNBC is 100-year-olds share their simple tips for a long, happy life. And it's not a bunch of boozing, it's not a bunch of partying, too bad. Damn it. Dang it, I was hoping for that in the future. Why does the healthy but, stuff always work? God, why does the healthy stuff always have to win? Um, so they, I, mean, I won't read the whole thing, but basically... There's a book, and it's The the Well-Lived Life, 102-Year-Old Doctors, Six Secrets to Health and Happiness at Every Age, and they, uh, she, she's a doctor. I don't know if this is all from her, or they, they, well, they talk to some people as well, and just what they've been, you know, doing, and how they've been kind of just getting along, and, and being happy and healthy in right. these later ages, so, so. um, so one thing is find your purpose and your people. This doctor who's 102 says she's always had a purpose and something to live for. You don't find that if you're not looking for it, she says. All right, Does so find sense? something to do that you like <laughs> right, and some people right. that will help you do it. Exactly. Um, do some work to keep your mind engaged. 
somebody talks to her in that age 99 they or they didn't retire until they were 99 years old oh wow her her many interests led her to several roles that motivated her to just keep working in some capacity especially things like even if it's like fundraising and things like that so just if you keep your if you keep working i mean obviously not hard work fun work for her you know for people right so but, that's another you know, thing. Don't spend your days just sleeping, get out in a bed, going and watching TV, and then going back to bed. Right. Now, these people are probably a little bit more fit than your average 100-year-old. Their mind is still with it and everything like that. So you've got to think about that. But mm. surround, surround yourself with family and friends, of course. There is a guy they talk to who's 98 and says the, uh, by finding the humor in everything, he stays young. When asked about the secret to longevity, he says you got to have a good, you got to have good booze and hot women, and that takes care of it. Larry, Larry, come Love on, him. don't Love don't you, Larry. answer, don't answer like that. No, I'm kidding. So yeah, but uh, he's, I guess he's he's a he's a father of six boys and five girls. So he's been uh, practicing <laughs> that for a long time. I guess so. Practicing the booze stop him from uh, yep. enjoying. So okay. So we. So we do have something to look forward to in that in that area, Wesley. Um, view life through a lens of positivity. There is a woman um, in the story. She's 103, and she highlights. She says having a positive outlook highlights uh, is it's important for longevity. She finds joy in her daily walks and her stylish wardrobe, um, and just things like that. She has just an amazing caregiver, and she's just tries to you know manicures, pedicures, whatever, po- be positive, whatever. Always look on the bright side of life. There you go. Always look. I knew so, I would prompt you with it. <laughs> yes. Um, this one we always talk about, and I need to do it more, and people need to do it more before they're a hundred. Walk as often as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and it doesn't have to be fast. Says my heart doctor ten years ago. Just. I mean, 30 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, even 30 minutes is better. Of course, research says, you know, walking about 10,000 steps a day for 30 minutes at a brisk pace may help you live longer, lower your risk of severe disease and death. And it's really even doing yard work. I've got a thing. It's not a Fitbit, but it's like it. It's like an Amazon halo. It's the same thing as a Fitbit, whatever. But it's, you know, it tells you, can tell you your steps. You can tell you your, your heart rate. It can tell you your blood pressure, um, stuff like that. And you be you'd be amazed at just doing some yard work and you think oh i probably only got like seven thousand steps today no it'll be like eleven thousand it's crazy it's cool to keep (laughs) it's cool to see it though you've got i mean you've got a place in arkansas with a big yard though so you you've well i I do but even but even around here you know but i mean it's easier said than done when the weather weather has to cooperate you have to be motivated and do that and which which i'm not as much as i need to another thing that 100 year olds say uh secrets to a long and happy life value your mental and physical fitness yeah keep your body in good shape and your mind in good shape says this 103 year old and then you've got it made um they both she and her sister have both lived beyond the age of 100 they walk often build connections with people stick to a balanced low-fat diet and just like, you know, do wor- do like word puzzles and stuff and oh, read yeah. as much as you can, as long as you can. So so just simple tips from 100-year-olds for a long and happy life. Um, I think I'm probably going to retire before I'm 99, thanks on that person. But everything else, <laughs> You'll yeah, be I, robbing banks at 77. I might, you know, no. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> just as a hobby, not not as just like as a, a career hobby. move. Side it, gig. It would be just fine, yes. Yeah. There Don't we go. Me. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> all right. Well, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We've got all kinds of great tunes. We've got all kinds of other things. If you have anything you want to text us uh, to tell us about, eight seven eight nine four two zero is that number. Lots of folks have texted about Drake's "Between the Grooves," the new one of the best yes. rock and roll ever made live is running all this week. There are various times, and the times are listed conveniently on the website drakehallmemphis.com. Yes, and it airs this morning at 9 and then at 3, because his airs a ton, and this is part 3 that he's done. Yep, so And I heard most of it yesterday, and it's so good. And it's just really, it's really cool. You'll hear live versions of stuff that you've maybe never heard before and just bringing back memories and yes and we'll, we'll read some texts when he's back tomorrow about people just really enjoying it so he his new ones air every monday at 9 a.m and then a bunch of times throughout the week so like like wes said find the times on the front uh page of on the home page of the website drakehallmemphis.com yeah they're really cool they're there fun we to go. listen to so we will be back tomorrow. Maybe it'll be all three of us. If not, it'll be the two of us. Either way, we will all find out together. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's all we've got. Hope we haven't wasted your time. This is Drake Digital.